This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The following is a presentation of the Speedsport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroot was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the SpeedSport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to this week's edition of the iRacers Download from SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. I'm Justin Prince. Taylor Burris will be joining us later on in this week's edition with Richard Colbreth producing. It's another busy time when it comes to iRacing as its rotation approaches the month of August and gets set for many world championships to go into championship form. Lots to talk about this week, but we start things off this week with the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. For the first time at a non-super speedway, a fixed series race took place at Pocono Raceway for the Coke Series as they looked to see which drivers would go to battle for the 2023 championship. It was an eventful time in eNASCAR overtime where 2311 driver Michael Guest picked up hit the victory in his 106th start to be able to come away into the postseason. With him being inside the top 20 of the point standings, he solidified himself as the final driver in the wins category to lock himself into the playoffs, along with Bobby Zelensky, Michael Conti, Casey Kerwin, Tucker Minter, Jordy Lopez, Stephen Wilson, and Garrett Lowe, alongside Jimmy Mullis, who ended up picking up victories, as well as Nick Uttinger, who had to get in on points, leaving drivers like Malik Ray and Graham Bowen the outside looking in. Joining us now on the iRacers download, Michael Guest. It was eventful time to be able to come away with victory. Michael, first things first. A busy time up at the front. How would you describe that victory for you to get yourself into the 2023 championship playoffs? No, yeah, it was a uh, it was a crazy race. I I got in the very first wreck on lap four and thought my chances for doing well in that race were pretty much over. But um, I've I've been really looking forward to this uh, fixed setup race. Um, it's really the first one they've ever done as far as it not being in a, on a super speedway or road course. So I was really looking forward to it and hoping I could do well in it. Uh, luckily, I didn't um, come away with too much damage in that first wreck. Uh, it put me off strategy with everybody else, which ended up working in my favor. I ended up taking two tires on the green flag pit stop, got me out in front of everybody, and then it was just holding off Nick Onger, who's one of the best in our series. He's been around since it debuted in 2010 or 2011, and uh, I knew he was going to be so hard to beat. Um, my nerves were definitely shaking the last couple laps, but I... I've been in the position that Graham and Malik were in the last two years. They were right on the point line trying to get in. So it's really, it's really, really nice to be on the other side of that now and picking up that win and securing my spot in the playoffs. Yeah, an eventful race, to say the very least, though, was keeping an eye on it 
as the night progressed because I was curious on how it'd play out. It seemed for a lot of times single file, and then things got wild at the back of the field. How did the cautions, precautions really change things with the strategy, especially since it looked like you were amongst those on the flipping up the script strategy from the early troubles? Yep. Um, even though this was a fixed race, it kind of ended up a lot like how our regular races have ran throughout the year. We go green for about the first half, and then we get some kind of caution around pit stop cycles and kind of a full-out brawl from there and just kind of climb and scratch for every spot. There are a lot of cautions that came with that, and I I knew that that's what was going to happen. And I knew once I was in the lead that I was going to be fighting well into the green-white checkers trying to hold people off. So, like I said, I'm really happy that it worked out for me. Um, but I, with with how hard the series is to win, um, a lot of it's about positioning yourself. And I've I've put myself into position a few times now, uh, especially in the last two years. I feel like I've had a really solid three years. But just luckily, everything worked out for me tonight or last night, uh, the, the way things hadn't before. So I'm hoping with uh, securing our first win now that we can move on and continue uh, racking some wins and going for the championship. And we asked about this to a couple of different drivers leading up to the race. Bobby Zelensky was towards the against the previous race winner when it came to the NASCAR circuit, talked about how they were a little bit forward and a little bit against in terms of sometimes, like Garrett Lowe. What's your opinion on the thought of the fixed racing now that it's actually happened for the Coke series at Pocono? Because drivers like Ray Alfella have now come public on social media saying they want to see a full Coke series as a fixed series. Yeah, for sure. I've... I've tried to make my voice clear, at least in the internal discussions, about wanting to go fixed. Um, the way iRacing's set up now, um, especially for the newcomers coming to the series, unless you land yourself on a pretty good team, which l luckily a lot of the rookies did this year. They're on the Altus team, and they've been really fast this year. But most people that come in don't have a setup team to work with. Like, we, like I, I mean, I've been on Dead Zone Racing, which is a setup team for close to 10 years and i mean without them i i definitely wouldn't be in the series for that long so a lot of staying in the series or running well in the series has to do with just what team you're on what knowledge people have around you and being an esport i i really have liked the idea of it just being all on the drivers um i i've ran mostly fixed races in my iRacing career that's just what i enjoy so I knew when they said that we were actually going to do fixed races, I was really excited for it. It doesn't, a, a lot of people think in our series that it kind of ruins the racing as far as the separation that happens. Uh, but really, as far as the last night went, at least, it was pretty similar to what we ran in the past at Pocono. Uh, it's a lot of draft. You got to pass people in the corners, get clear before the straightaway. So it's kind of the same thing, just without people having advantages from the setups. Uh, it definitely limits the time that you have to spend preparing for races, which I think is a big plus. Uh, a lot of the ways that teams get ahead in the series is by having that free time to work 20, 30 hours for a race. I've 
personally never had that time, so um, I've always really welcomed fixed racing, and uh, I, I hope it's here to stay because I I feel like it put on a really good show last night, especially for the win, and I don't I don't see any reason that we couldn't at least do half and half or something like that. Uh, it's it, it's just a lot on the drivers to be able to prepare every single race uh, with open setups. Uh, it's it, it's I don't want to say a time waster, but it, it definitely spends a lot of your time through the week, any of your free time trying to prepare for these races. So anything to avoid that or eliminate that uh, w would definitely be good in my eyes. You can see the understanding from that perspective when you mentioned time, because some drivers mention how it's up to 10, 20 hours a week just in the preparation when it comes to the setup side. can understand that point. The interesting mark, too, in turn, though, is now with if you switch to the racing season in amongst itself, you're now amongst the 10 drivers battling for a championship. A chance to be able to fight it out with Zelensky, Conti, Carwin, Minter, Lopez, Wilson, Lowe, Mullis, and Ottinger. None of those drivers picked up wins. So, thoughts on the playoffs starting off at Michigan in a couple weeks' time? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Michigan's going to be a whole lot like how Pocono was. Um, I, we might even see about the exact same race happen. You want to be on the outside. You don't want to lose the inside spot. Uh, the draft is going to be really important there. It's going to feel like a super speedway. Uh, so I'll feel confident going into that. Outside of that, uh, I have really strong tracks all the way through the playoffs, though our dead zone team has been a little bit behind this year as far as the setups go, comparing to the Team Conti guys and the Altus guys. Um, they've kind of dominated the year, so we're definitely going to have to put in some work, try to catch up. Uh, we've got a lot of people on our team. I know we can do it. We have in the past. Uh, it's just about finding whatever they have and uh definitely going for the execution of it because there's only there's only a few races to get it done uh, and it's a really strong field this year for the playoffs yeah looking at the track grid for reference dover and phoenix also months that battle to be able to see who goes to homestead miami speedway virtually for the one hundred thousand dollar cash prize what's your favorite track amongst that slate or your team's or in technical alliances preference and why based on performance? I would say probably Phoenix. Uh, it was great for our team last year. Uh, we all ran up front. Um, we, we put a whole lot of preparation into that because three of our four or three of the four of the final four were part of the dead zone team. So we were really prepared for that race and we were really quick. Uh, it, it felt really good to all be up there last year so i'm hoping we can do the same thing this year and then if i can make it to homestead that's about my favorite track on the service so uh, if i can make the final four i'll be really confident going into the last race so based on the playoff grid for who you have to battle against in the playoffs who do you think will be the biggest difficulties to beat in the postseason you mentioned team wise driver wise and why I think it's still got to be Michael Conti. Uh, it's his last season this year. He's retiring after this year, and he's put all the effort into this year. Uh, they've been way faster and way better than they have for several years now. Not saying that they've ever been bad. They've always been one of the best teams, but that just tells you how good they are this year. They He started in the back with me in New Hampshire, uh, and he was about the only person that could pass through the entire race and I watched him pass people left and right and get all the way up to fourth in that run, which was just absolutely insane to me. So he's definitely going to be the one to look out for. Uh, 
And outside of that, it's going to be honestly a pretty even competition. There's a lot of these guys that are in the playoffs this year that um, I would say are pretty equal. Uh, honestly, looking at it, it's all going to be on kind of like how last night went, the situational luck and how things turn out on restarts. Uh, where I would imagine that a lot of these guys are going to be up there and it's kind of going to be just avoiding the wrecks and making sure you can get a solid top 10. And I think that's going to do you pretty well as long as there aren't three or four winners going into these uh, playoff spots. So my strategy is definitely going to be to keep it clean, uh, make sure I'm finishing well, go for the win if I can, but definitely take every position because based off of last year, I know how close that uh, points battle was to get into the final four. So definitely leave a, no room for errors. It's going to be a wild, wild postseason, to say the very least. Again, starting August the 15th, Michigan International Speedway. Before we let you take the time to be able to start preparing for MIS, where can fans keep an eye on your social media to be able to see how you do entering this postseason? Yeah, mainly on Twitter as uh, MichaelGuest33, or MGuest33, I should say. Um, and outside of that, uh, just working with the 2311 guys and the Xfinity 10G network, uh, Toyota Camry, and you can follow their socials as well. They're keeping up on uh, this eNASCAR season. And besides that, you'll be seeing a lot of me on social media in the next few weeks. Once again, Michael Guest coming away with a victory for 2311 Racing to be as fast as Xfinity 10G Internet in the battle for the final race of the regular season, the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. We come back. More news of the week. You're listening to the Guy Racers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by my race pass. Justin Prince, Taylor Burris, along with Richard Colbranth, as we discuss what's been a busy week in iRacing. As mentioned, the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series heading to Pocono, where Michael Guest picked up the victory. Just speak with him moments ago. Let's quickly talk about how things fared up behind him. Like Ray, who had to start basically from the back because of incident points, and in turn followed up with on social media calling race control evil, in turn had a technical issue in the opening laps and had to come back from a lap down and one less tire set before finishing in second, first driver out on points from the playoffs. Dylan Duvall, Nick Oninger, Matt Busa were the top five. Busa leading the most laps in the race with 34 for contact between the William Byron Esports cars right in the final turn. Alongside Michael Guest, with Guest able to avoid any contact. Derek Bodeau, one of his best runs of the year for Elliott Summer Esports in six, with Parker White, Colin Bowden, Ryan Doucette, and Casey Kerwin, the top 10. Also of note, Michael Cozy Jr. led 14 laps on strategy, but finished in 12, having a pit late. In turn, though, the next race for the Enascar Coca-Cola iRacing Series, as mentioned, for the 10 playoff drivers to battle it out for a chance at the championship four starts at Michigan. Coverage starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time with the countdown to green presented by Wendy's. 
from Michigan International Speedway on iRacing's social media platforms and on eNASCAR.com. Speaking of eNASCAR, guess what's back? The College iRacing Series. As those drivers look to battle it out for scholarship funds. This season, it's a lot different, to say the very least, for the 2023 academic calendar year. $60,000 is the eNASCAR scholarship fund total this year, 30000 of which are now part of a championship race in May of 2024. Essentially, the series, partnered with Nate Star League as well as Coca-Cola, Logitech G, and D-Box, now gets set to bring drivers to a variation of different tracks and car types, with the NASCAR Xfinity Series and NASCAR Craftsman trucks being utilized. Two weeks will be taken once more for the time attack qualifying for a chance to be able to make the 40-car A main each week. Now, where is it different? First of all, the totals for the wins are a little bit less for the eight rounds. $3,750 US dollars available for the A main win, one, or rather the prize pools, with 1000 to the winner, $100 in scholarship funds for 10th place. It goes up substantially from there, where the prize pool goes up to $30,000 in scholarship bursaries, 10000 to the winner of the series championship. Now, how in turn does this play out? The top 25 in points being scored throughout both semesters. So the first eight races get to battle it out at Homestead Miami Speedway on May the 3rd. Amongst the tracks they have to battle it out on, Daytona International Speedway, Charlotte, Dover, Watkins Glen, Michigan, Darlington, Talladega, and Nashville as the cutoff race. In turn, there will be four drop rounds to be available to be utilized for drivers in the battle for the championship to make the top 25 on points. So, at least, drivers have to make half the races to be eligible for the big scholarship bursaries. More than 18,000 drivers alone competed in the series last year alone. Since the start of the partnership in 2021, it has brought forward multiple different stars from different eNASCAR disciplines and platforms, such as Danny Budafuco that comes to mind in recent years. To learn more, go to playflyesports.com. That is critical because on top of keeping in the races on top attack, you must also register on the Playfly Fly Esports website to be able to be considered for the A main. Once again, enascar.com or playflyesports.com for more information. Speaking of drivers picking up some information, Evan C. and Blake Majulis, they've been making it very difficult to beat them in terms of the information being sent throughout the pack. It was the C. and Majulis show once again in the 2023 iRacing World of Outlaws Butt Kicker Late Model Series race. A wrinkle at Port Royal Speedway due to caution added some complexity after Logan Rumsey was able to take the top spot away from Blake Majulis to be able to fight things out. Evan C., however, able to zip by on the last restart to be able to come away with the race victory. Rumsey had picked up a heat race when N had led 12 laps in the feature for finishing in the fourth position at the time of the checkered flag. C. Majulis, Wilson, and Rumsey, along with Big Barrett Bishop, amongst the top five at Port Royal. Amongst those in the battle for the championship, it's C. and Majulis, 304 to 296 between the two co-owners of the respective teams. Kendall Tucker, 
The next closest with 251 points, Logan Rumsey and Barrett Bishop in the top five in points. Next time out for the series, they head to Knoxville. Monday, August the 7th, 9 p.m. Eastern on Dirt Vision and at iRacing's social media platforms. The iRacing Off-Road Championship Series continues after an all-star race festivity last time. It's back to points racing at Wild Wild West. Wild West Motorsports Park, the feature of tonight's action. Wild West Motorsports Park, the feature of the World Championship action with Josh Edmondson and Connor Barry amongst those looking to come off a solid all-star race night. Earlier on in the series, when the season kicked off, Joe Blewett impressed drivers by coming up with his first race win in pro competition. Jarrett Liebert also did the same to lead every lap of the second race to start off the season. In turn, though, drivers looked to battle it out before heading off to the closing of the season for its final stretch, starting off with Park River next time on August the 9th as well. Keep an eye on iRacing social media platforms for more information. And one last note when it comes to the news of the week, a busy time on iRacing. Kind of going under the radar is it's celebrating a 15th year anniversary this month. August the 26, 2008 was when iRacing officially launched its servers. Well, to celebrate the 15th anniversary of iRacing's launch, the platform has announced a decision to start a throwback series rotation to the month with prizes on the line who participate in each of the series. From August 1st to August 7th, they'll be racing with the Pontiac Solstice. August 8th to 14th, it's the Legends Car Challenge. August 15th to 21st is the Skippy Challenge and the Late Model Challenge from August 22nd to 28th. Some of the original cars and some of the oldest cars, in fact, on the iRacing service. Prizes, as mentioned, available for those who participate at least once in each series. 15 drivers will have a random draw where they can receive a grand prize of 1,000 credits. Once again, 1,000 credits. To put that to perspective, you can buy nearly the entire iRacing catalog of tracks and cars for that amount. For more information, go to your iRacing UI app today to be able to keep an eye on what memories you can have fun with and the legacy type of cars. On that note, it's time to say goodbye. For Taylor Birds, for Richard Colbert, I'm Justin Prince saying so long. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening. You've been listening to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by my Race Pass.